0: You're listening to
1: Green Business with Impact. Your host is Jasper Steinhausen. Today, I'll take you into the build environment, as I have the pleasure of having Lars Jakobsen as a guest here on the Green Business with Impact podcast. Lars is CEO of uh, Bavaria and Denmark and also Project Development Director at Shellsery Management. Uh, Bavaria builds senior house-sharing complexes, actually, Uh, where Sheltier Management is a property development company with quality, sustainability and design as their trademarks. So he has two hats on. Um, When I met Lars and we sat down for dinner, he started to share some interesting perspectives around how the built environment could make better and more sustainable buildings. And clearly he envisioned more than what they already do today and could see new ways of making their products, i.e. buildings, even better so uh, i invited him in and i'm very happy that he accepted and in this interview we talk a lot about the need for change and what it demands to succeed with it and the role of shared facilities and shared service as a key to a more sustainable building sector so uh, i hope you enjoy this Uh, sit back and uh, please welcome Lars. let's dive right into it and i would like to start by Hearing you, what are your expectations for sustainability in the future marketplace?
0: I think it will be um, more important uh, and be more focused in our line of business. Uh, We have, of course, uh, already started. um, And most of all the buildings we are actually doing right now, they have to be DG and B uh, sophisticated. And uh, this, um, this is the new normal for investors, but I think we should not stop there. I, I think we should do more. And I think this is too much paperwork and too little um, actual uh, acting. So I, I think we should do something else. Uh, this is a, a German standard, and this is a lot of engineering paperwork in, in my opinion. So. I can't see the difference from one building to another uh, if they have this stamp. This is the problem. I think yeah. this should be more yeah. focused on, on different things.
1: Huh. So, you, so what you're saying is that, that it's actually hard to, to see. It doesn't really make a difference whether or not it has this certification. I, I
0: think, of course, it makes a difference, but it's not very visible. The way you get the points if you just need to think about it but you don't need to do it all the time
1: ah, so so too many too many points for planning yeah. uh, compared to actually implementing and and making that yeah. change in in this physical construction okay let me just jump in here he mentions dgnb and uh, that's a certification scheme in the built environment if you're not aware of it um but, but What's important here and is really that and that goes actually for all certification schemes. Very often you see that it's not as much a matter of getting that certification, getting that stamp. It's really what you use it for or sometimes unfortunately what you don't use it for. So if you're sitting in your business considering to go for some sort of certification, uh, I'll just urge you to really make sure that that you use this in, in a strategic setting, put it in, and see how do we use the questions and the the exercises that we need to do to get it to actually increase the quality of our product, to actually increase the value of what we do, rather than just focusing on what's the shortest and fastest way for us to get enough points to get there. Yeah, so I think that's that's an essential part. Back to the interview. Okay, so. I mean, you're obviously in the construction industry and you build housing and housing for elders. And but, but why, why do you actually do what you do? What's sort of the, the reason for, for your company's existence? Why, why are you here?
0: <laughs> yes, that's, that's a good question, of course. We are creating a lot of very nice homes for people and uh, they are very satisfied to live there. And uh, especially when I build these uh, houses for elderly people, I come and visit them uh, and they are they have made a big change in their life from selling their uh, old house uh, and moved into these uh, apartments with this common uh, garden. And they, has, they are telling me that it was a huge uh, step to, to leave the 150-200 square meters house to come into an apartment of 80-90 square meters. But this was the best they have done in their life, because now they have actually suddenly 90 neighbors with the same uh, agenda. Uh, And we have made common uh, rooms for them. They have a a shared apartment, they have a a common room where they could eat and the kitchen and so on.
1: So a lot of community is that sort of the core of it is really that you you bring, you give people a community for them to have. You know, a, a better social interaction in sort of their the last decades of their life.
0: They are creating friendships, new friendships. That is very difficult in a, a high age, actually, too, because pe- people their friends are are falling uh, or are dying. Actually, uh, now they actually gain a lot of new friends. They're not only using the uh, the facilities; they're also using that to go hiking outside, go bicycling together, playing golf. Suddenly they find out that they they have uh, a a lot of new friends. And and I'm sure that they will increase their living time because they are uh, together with a lot of other people. 30% of them, they are singles. Um, Mm. Unfortunately, most of them are women, but this is... uh, (laughs) This is because they're living uh, two or three years uh, more than, than us men. Yeah.
1: So it sounds like, you know, why, the answer to why you exist is actually you, you increase quality of life for elderly people.
0: Yeah. And, and we also build normal apartments and for, for people. And we are, we are proud that we actually build in, in, in high quality. And uh, most of them, they are rented apartments. And we can see that the the demand for these uh, kind of apartments that are high and it's nice to have clients that actually want to have a high quality and also actually to have focus on also shared facilities. So this is what we actually do and we are proud of doing that for the clients and they are um, most of the time very satisfied. The thing, why you can see it is because all the apartments are rented out actually before <laughs> they are finished. So this is a,
1: That's a very good sign. Yeah.
0: What we actually do in the, the, uh, the Bouvieren elderly houses, we actually collect all the rainwater and we use that for the big garden. We have tubes under all the trees. So we use all of the rainwater water to, to actually save and then we put also a lot of solar panels on the roofs and this is also a way to actually that they actually create their own power the these kind of clients they have not so big focus on um sustainability um, this is a little bit strange but these people of 70 years this is there it's they have another focus. They have this focus on the social living, but they are of course happy to see that we have solar panels and we have collected rainwater. But it's not top of mind for them. The more younger people, they have more focus on that. But the elderly, this this is not the biggest focus for them. This is a little bit surprising, but um, I think this the young people they are they are going to be the drivers now. So.
1: Yeah, I remember when we, when we talked uh, when we met, we also talked about you know whether or not to utilize the the heat from these greenhouse areas that you build to sort of make it cheaper. So it might not be that the elderly are interested in a in a greener home, but they might be interested in a cheaper home. So. Do you see that they might not be requesting sort of using terminology to saying we want a green home or we want a uh, low carbon or whatever, but do they still aim for some of the same things that that you sort of get out of focusing on sustainability? Could you see such a connection or is it not on the radar at all?
0: Actually, we actually tried. We have built in in two projects, uh, a carbon uh, meter metering the carbon in all the apartments and they have metering all the consumption of electricity and water and uh, heating and it was a huge system and we we spent actually a lot of money this we actually gave that to to them but they're not happy about it this is too much data there's two or three that actually think this is fantastic they have been Hmm. they used to be engineers i think and Rest of the people they say, "Oh, what should I do with all this data?" The, the idea was actually to give a benchmark uh, yeah. and and see, okay, if my neighbor can save so much water and I'm in the in the top top ten percent, why should I should I have uh, changed my mindset and actually spend uh, or save more energy? And this was the mindset, but. They're not using it, and they think, they think there's too much information.
1: It's too complicated for them. Yeah.
0: It, it was one spreadsheet for each person for one month. It was actually quite simple, and it was uh, with uh, graphs and so on. It seems to be very, very simple, but they, this is not their focus. But it's interesting. It
1: shows something about you know, what, what's it like to, to make changes for other people, uh, sometimes you think you got it all right, and then it turns out, well, it's not really, it doesn't really hit hit them anyway, because for some reason, it's not, it's not on their radar yet. So you got to find a different way if, if you want to attract their attention,
0: right? Yeah. Maybe we gave up too, too easy. And we actually, we're collecting even more rainwater now in the next projects. Actually, so we have a big tank so actually you can use the wind water um, when it's needed because the, you need to to actually uh, to, to water the, all the plants you need to have more water uh, than that we could collect uh, when it's raining um, mm. yeah you need storage you yeah need storage yeah and yeah. we we've also been talking about uh if we should add in batteries for the solar panels because they, didn't, they need to the, use the power when they're actually cooking most of the time, and uh, and then some some of the power is actually not going to be used. I'm always saying that they should use elevator and go up and down every time it's the sun is shining. but, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but they don't.
1: No. <laughs> Do you see? other sort of opportunities within the built environment to sort of utilize that concept of some shared
0: services, yes. and what would that be? Buy cars, share cars. Mm-hmm. So in, instead of, we actually, we're, we're discussing that also in the municipality, because they said you need to have 1.5 uh, parking space per apartment or something like that, said, so, um, is, is that really necessary? Uh, couldn't we have a, a, a shared uh, car? There's a lot of companies that actually have the kind of line of business and say, okay, we, we do that so you can use this. There's going to be five cars we actually rented them in. And, and you, if you're going to live here, this is an opportunity. That's another way actually to combine to, uh, other line of business that actually is by sharing.
1: And, and how do you, what's, in your experience, how does when you go out and, and present some of this to potential buyers or renters of the apartments that you are planning to build how do they sort of receive your message around these shared services whether it's being the greenery or uh, guests apartment or whatever it is basically how, how does people react to that idea of shared areas combined to what they're used to
0: i would say that i have not so much uh, experience yet I think the younger people, they they are much more prepared to share. It's the elderly people, they will will keep their own car. They have been used to that. They actually want to have a garage if they actually could get that or a carport. Uh, So I think these elderly people, they are very difficult to change.
1: But I think it's interesting because I remember back, you said in the beginning that people, they, they think and they're really skeptical about moving into something smaller. And then at the end, when they live there, it's kind of like, this is the best decision we ever made because it's so much simpler for us and we meet new friends. And yeah. so it seems like that they actually embrace the shared yeah. once they get there, but they, they are, they're not really embracing the idea of it. Uh, they okay. got to experience uh, it.
0: Is that correct? Yeah, uh, 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 yes, this maybe I was more thinking about this about the cars and so on. They, this is difficult, but you are totally right. This about share facilities is, uh and the coming areas, this is uh but but this is a social part.
1: I'm thinking here, Lars, when you sell me this, it seems like you have discovered the key. I'm just curious to see if you've actually utilized it, or, or if you think you could be utilizing it more. But it seems like the key to sharing services and thereby also lowering the carbon footprint or the sustainable footprint, yeah. <laughs> uh, material footprint, uh, in in this at least for this target group, is the social side, right? So you could sell in shared services if you label them as this is a way of having a closer social relation to your neighbors so if you sell it as a shared car people say i'm gonna have my own car but what if it was you know here's a chance to have a more and a stronger relation with your neighbor yeah because you have a shared car then all of a sudden, it might be it might be sellable or doable. Uh, it seems like the, the social part is the knitting of this. This is what makes it interesting for them. So, what else is that correct? And if so, what else could you sort of package in uh, under the sort of tagged as a social part that actually would mean you could produce a more sustainable building with a lesser material and and CO two footprint. Yeah,
0: you you're right. You're actually right. This is uh, we should we should use that. Have more focus on that part. So you're totally right, and um, and I think you I think it could work as well. There could be a lot of other things. I have I can't just come up with new ideas right now. But they will actually what you're telling me now. Uh, this is uh, a good thinking, and that's I think we should should add that on and see if there could be other other things that actually could uh, could benefit so right now we're actually building a big uh, basement so they can have storage in the uh, small uh, boxes and in the basement and this is by built by concrete all of them and now in the next level we'll take up out the basement because this is all concrete and put in some uh, carpets inside the apartments instead so they're not having ties anymore and the, they they have a, a christmas uh, decoration things and uh, yeah or all old furniture yeah, so they need
1: then they don't need that many square meters
0: no but there's a law also yeah. saying that we need to build this part and this this is also a little bit crazy in this that should not just be efficient space mm-hmm. what is that and then the the municipality says that you need to build a minimum of three square meters for each apartment. Okay. Why is that? Is that there's no real rules, but this is why how they actually measure it. So but this could be another way actually to uh, to to decrease the uh, the the carbon footprint. So this is another way. We also try and see if you can actually build the real apartments in modules on a factory, maybe in wood, and place them uh, on the side instead of using concrete. This is another way, actually, if that could be. But there's also some restraints and uh, some problems about that, but that, that could be a, another way to go.
1: It's, it seems like your job is really much more on challenging all these either rules or just this is how we do it in this municipality you know as you, yeah. you just mentioned several of them we need three square meters off and we need and we need and we need that's kind of like well why i think why must be one of the most important words in your vocabulary uh, because you need to challenge status quo if we are to, to build significantly different and better yeah. We really have to kill some of those and at least challenge some of those assumptions and then perhaps tie it in with that, making a better social uh, solution uh, that, that gives stronger community, uh, more social cohesion and so on, as sort of the, the leverage to, uh, to be allowed to kill some of those <laughs> ideas that are or rules that are, that are
0: out there. I think the, the agenda for, for, for the decision-takers, they, they have the same agenda, but it's sometimes it's quite difficult to change uh, the rules so it could be uh, more efficient. But changes, changes, they take time sometimes. So
1: they do. If you would like to connect or if you have ideas for future seasons in the podcast, please don't hesitate to find me on LinkedIn. Just go in and type Jasper Steinhausen, and you will find me there. I, I would like to hear a bit more about what what ideas or or things do you envision that you sort of you know, changes you could make to the buildings you you create that would make them more sustainable, and and that would make it you know, better for people to live there, either because it's more pleasant, it's more easy, it's cheaper, it's more flexible, whatever it is.
0: Uh, I think we have, haven't succeed very well. But actually been, we actually, when we look, maybe we, we actually started with a quite high standard. So we had actually built in already a lot of things. So we, there's, there's going to be a new rule that... Uh, all new uh, buildings they have only to use 12 kilograms of co2 per square meters for a 50 years period and we can this is the new rules and we can see the buildings we actually doing right now without doing anything they are fulfilling that goal so Mm -hmm. we actually started luckily and on a higher level but we but next year or on three years they, they will lower that number the government, and then then we need to have more focus, and we have we need to do the changes. And how will you do that? I mean, what what
1: what uh, what do you think are the key elements to to actually succeed in? I guess you could say in that change management process in in that because you say you know you have all your partners, you are not doing all the work. There are lots of other people uh, in a built environment. Lots of partners come together to actually erect this building, so. How do you think you? Um, how do you get about succeeding in making such changes that's needed?
0: Yeah, I, I think we need to have more focus on uh, or work together with the, uh, the investors that are going to own the building for the next fifty years or hundred years. So we can mm-hmm. have more focus on uh, on building in the right materials, so the that the carbon is. Uh, uh, going, they, they use a lot of carbon uh, during the, the the 50 years. Uh, of course, we use a lot of carbon while we are building. We n- need to work together and to understand more about it, how the building is performing uh, during it,
1: during the operation during yeah. the operation.
0: Yes, and and this this is a this is we have more focus on the cost to erect the building and mm. less cost. Just focus on uh, on the operations. So I, I think these need to be working together. Maybe some more monitoring system. Actually, they can have focus on where to to set in. Um, of course, that also uh, we need to find new materials and and spend some money for these materials. Um, I think still it's difficult to uh, to avoid uh, concrete. And then maybe we also. W- have a, a focus on changing some of the measurements because we most of the our investors they like to have brickwork on the facade, and we are only measuring uh, fifty years, and we hope that, that brickwork could stand. You can see that in in all of the buildings that much more. But bricks they are very expensive in the carbon because they are going to be. Uh, uh, burn in once. Yeah, one...
1: yeah there's a lot of embedded energy in, yeah. into every brick. Yeah. yeah,
0: but they are actually also creating new bricks with uh, less uh, with holes in and so on. So they're actually finding a way to have to to reduce the carbon of thirty percent, and we are, should be willing to to say, okay, we will buy these bricks, and maybe they are going to be in, in the beginning five percent more expensive, but they will uh, decrease their um, the carbon was thirty percent. So I, I'm talking about a, a lot about money because the the investors they focus on that. It's very important yeah. that we build uh, economically, uh, and they they look at of course of the yield. But next time they should do uh, uh, the um, yearly report. It should not only be numbers of. Uh, economy it should also be co2 so and suddenly because of that they will also change their focus and actually it will help us to to think more about that but how do how do these
1: areas connect because previously you know just a few minutes ago you said that it's it's more important to have a more holistic view where it's not just this is the building phase and never mind the operational phase uh, you got to integrate that but if you look at it from the investors' point of view, uh, especially if they if they maintain the ownership and rent out the building, you know, can you see is there a connection between if we build smarter and with a focus on the actual operational phase that it will lower the cost and thereby increase the yield for the investors? Uh, is there, a, you know, how do how do these areas correspond uh, with yeah. that holistic view and the long term economy?
0: Yeah, but. Um... There also going to be a, a change in the financing. Actually, maybe you could get some premium loans actually because of, of lower carbon, and uh, and then they could maybe gain uh, three, four, five points uh, on their uh, on their loan and uh, on the interest. So they could work together actually. So even you spend a little bit more money, you could get lower loans. And actually, maybe also the, uh, the, the the people are going to, to rent their apartments, they will have changed their mindset and will have focus on, okay, I want to be in that type of building because of uh, um, the carbon. Maybe, yeah, I think there will be a change also because we are going to talk about this uh, uh, now. Now we have the COVID and there have been a, a, a terrible war. But that meant that the focus on the sustainability have actually been, I'm not saying forgotten, but been in the background for a while. Now, I think it's going to be uh, in the front again. So there'll be more focus.
1: Okay, I'm just going to disturb once again. Um, What last talks about here, this holistic approach in, in this case about viewing uh, both the construction cost along with the cost of in the operational phase um, this is a, a an essential part if you are to succeed in creating business value out of sustainability almost always uh, part of that comes from having and broaden your view uh, into a more holistic one so instead of just looking at where you normally have your focus whether that's inside your business uh, or if it's in the construction phase, if you're in the build environment or whatever it is, try to broaden the perspective a bit. Look out and about compared to where you normally focus and see what's going on there. What if we engaged part of the elements in the rest of the value chain or in the use phase? What happens? How could that be used for us to make better solutions and, and to find ways to, to make sure that the resources that we put in play here, they they can last for a longer period of time. So, so really a shout out for, for that holistic view and, uh, and I can see how that can function in many ways. I would like to end with this one question that sort of broadened it out again uh, a bit, um, because what, how do you sort of envision the role of business in, in transitioning into a more sustainable future?
0: our line of business have always been regulated quite heavily. So we are actually, we are being pushed all the time by new regulations. So this is actually helping our kind of business and the government have big focus on the building mass. Um, I think and I hope that we will be more careful about uh, existing buildings instead of just tearing them down to see if they actually could be used in a new way or a lot of the materials that are in the building, could that be used again? So I think, we ne- this, is, I think this is going to be changed. The, the, the most um, energy saving is actually using an existing building instead of mm. building a new one.
1: But do you think, will it be you as a company? I mean, you sit here and you can see that and you can see this is a way going forward and just, you know, in the last five minutes, you mentioned a lot of new ways of doing things. So will it be you as a private sector industry that pushes this or will it be government who, who has the key, the main role, so to speak, to push this transition? Is that going to come from the private side or from the regulatory side of the authorities? Um.
0: I'm sorry to say that our line of business is very conservative and the changes there are coming very slowly. So it's sorry to end the <laughs> podcast like this because this is a, a doom day actually but <laughs> uh, I think it will be both. There will... There's so much focus on, on, on the buildings and the consumption of energy and we have been, there have been so much changes actually. If you see the windows uh, 30 years ago and the, the windows now, and they can cannot be better. There are three layers of glass and there's, we, we do not consumption a lot of energy. We are the, here in Denmark, we are the, the best in the glass actually. Uh, compared to Sweden, our uh, uh, rules, they are so restricted. About energy, because in Sweden they have free energy for for a long time, so they have not focused on, on on that that part. So so we are actually already ahead. So some of this is going to be by the government, uh, but they can can't do it alone. So so we also are, in our line of business we need to to awake the investors and say this is very important that you need actually also to. They, they need to have the demands actually to 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 push our business as well, because in the end they are the they, they are paying. So if they're not willing, so it's so it's difficult. Could we just say no? If you're not building a sustainable building, we are not going to help you. This is uh, I, I think not we are not there yet. Not our business, but we're trying to push our investors. So.
1: And perhaps the better the better investment soon
0: yeah. will
1: be that greener. I mean, if you look at across some of the things you've been telling and sharing here today, it seems like if you sort of fit them together and stack them on top of each other, uh, and as you say, going forward with probably better interest rates for sustainable buildings and so on and so on. So, so do you, do you see that? That the the better choice from the investor side from the financial side uh, could be the, the greener choice uh, anytime soon if you if you succeed on the things that you've been sharing here today for instance
0: yeah right now the, the, the material prices and the construction prices they have been growing by 10, 15 percent some of the line of business steel uh, have been 50 percent up. So right now we are struggling with that part. Uh, so this is so this is di- difficult to maneuver here in this line of business because there's so huge changes coming, and uh, and the interest rates they gone up from one percent to suddenly four percent. They will they will actually change the focus for the investors as well. So there's a lot of things we had to deal with a- as well, and it's this is this is top of mind right now uh, and, and this might have an impact on the sustainability uh, i'm sorry to say this it could yeah. be uh... well don't be sorry that's the
1: reality i mean the the whole purpose of of having you on here and, yeah. and the rest of the guests yeah. is, is to get an inside in the real world it's not the ideal glance picture is this is what it's like so so um so don't be sorry but <laughs> uh but i think it's interesting that you also said you know uh, do you think that this, and this could be a last question, but do you think that this rise in material prices and interest rates and all that, is that going to be a, a push for more reuse and recycling? As you said early on, if yeah, you know, yeah. if we could reuse most of an existing building, it's a lot cheaper. So, so is that sort of a, is that a driver for, um, for building and thinking more in terms of circularity and reuse of building materials? Uh, that might, be, that might
0: be that uh, might be right. Um, that could 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 uh, be a, a good point. That could be a driver. Um, the the problem is that the is steel is the biggest problem, and this is difficult actually to uh, to reuse. Then, so but I, I think it's a lot of other materials uh, that that could be um, uh, the driver. You're right, uh, but this is very small percentages but we had to start
1: so I think that's a really good uh, that, that's in there that uh, we have to start even though it's small steps uh, because that is that's the only way we get the change process moving so so last thank you so much for sharing your insights and experience with us here today and uh, uh I'm sure a lot of people have found some some interesting points uh and I can see several things that cut across both yeah. in the built environment, but also similar to a lot of other sectors. So, right. uh, so thank you so much for your time.
0: And also your questions actually opened my mind as well. So thank you as, as
1: well, Jasper. You are most welcome. Thank you so much. You've listened to Green Business with Impact. You can get more insight on how to create circular business on bwimpact.com. If you want to get in touch, you are very welcome to connect with Jasper on LinkedIn. Just type in Jasper Steinhausen. If you have questions, comments or suggestions for future podcast episodes, please contact JasperJS at BWImpact.com.